Welcome to Abiding in Hope, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Marianne Jepson, clinical counselor and Catholic therapist in Columbus, Ohio, and... I'm Father John Sims Baker, the pastor of St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And it's so great to have you with us today. And Father, um, there's been a bit of a change in your location. You moved That's right. So would you tell our listeners just a little bit about that change? Well, I had formerly been serving at the Pontifical College Josephinum in Columbus. Um, and But my new bishop in Nashville uh, has uh, called me back to serve in the diocese uh, as a pastor in at St. Rose in Murfreesboro. So I'll... Um, so it's a new, a new venture, and it's a but gr- we can still do the show, a, which is we're great. We're still going to do the show, which is such a blessing. It's we did not want to lose you completely here in Columbus, Father. And so the good news is, you know, while it's a great loss for us in Columbus physically, we can still keep you here spiritually by your great words of wisdom and and spiritual advice and all. And um, hopefully, well, we just know that what is our loss here in Columbus is is Murfreesboro's gain and and St. Rose of Lima's gain. And so we um, we wish you all the best of luck, and we keep you in our hearts and prayers as you um, go forward. And so, and hopefully um, we will still ca- stay connected. And um, Well, I'm very happy us- also to still have this connection to Columbus. So that'll be, that's great too. So All right. All is well as you take off, and, and God bless you on your way. And speaking of God bless... Can oh, we, we start off pray. with a prayer? We better pray. Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you and bless you and glorify you. We ask you to bless this time that we have to um, respond to these questions from, from listeners. Uh, we ask you to let your light shine in this time, your truth uh, so that it might guide those who are maybe feeling um, a little lost or in need of direction, uh, please bless and guide us in this show to to just be your instrument. Um, and we ask all of these prayers through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we also ask the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray together. Hail Mary, Hail Mary full, full of, of grace, grace, the, the Lord, Lord is, is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to invite you all to join us on this program by sending your questions to abidinginhope.com. We are very blessed in that we um, get the participation of our listeners, and that's really what um, we're all about here. We're here for you. So please do send your questions to abidinginhope.com. Speaking of questions, we have great questions here in front of us, Father, and I can't wait to dig in. Are you ready? Sitting on ready. Rockin' on, on go. go. That's it. So am I. All right. So um, we've got some meaty ones here today. M-E-A-T-Y. That's what they are. So um, here's our first one. Thank you for your program. I enjoy it very much. I am a recovering pornography addict and a middle-aged woman. Pornography dragged me to the gates of hell for over a decade, but with God's grace, the sacrament of reconciliation, and good Catholic counseling, praise God, I've been set free. 
Even years after watching the last video, my mind was filled with disgusting images that I thought I would have to live with forever. I had counseling and I learned that what seemed hopeless was actually possible with God's grace. I learned to switch tracks, retrain my brain, and to shut down the pathways that led to those ugly scenes that played over and over in my brain. There is hope and healing for those stuck in the same place as I was, and I now feel called to help other women out of this hell. My problem is that my husband, being the one who brought pornography into our marriage, is not aware of all the ways it impacted my life and our marriage. I am a different person now and want to share hope and healing with others. I would appreciate any advice you have on how to approach this topic with my husband. What say you, Father? Well, first of all, as our, the person who wrote in this question said, praise God, you know, that because it's, it, it's, um, it's very, very, it can be very difficult to break free uh, of this sort of, uh, you know, addictive behavior. And so, you know, just praise God. And I want to just have everyone out there who's listening to hear that, uh, because I I suspect, as we've said many times, that it's so great when these uh, questions come in and uh, people share their struggles, because there are many, many, many other people who have, you know, similar sort of things. So, if there are people listening right now who are struggling with sort of a compulsive or addictive um, behavior towards pornography and 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 feel discouraged or without hope, well, abide in hope. <laughs> uh, what this um, listener has shared, is it, it really is possible. God can do this for you, and God wants to do this for you. And so never, never lose hope. And never, never give up. So, first of all, that's the that's the good news uh, right there off the bat. I think to share, um, and also just some other things to know that there are, you know, good many many angles to come at this. You know, the, the talked about through God's grace, through the sacrament of penance and reconciliation, through counseling. You know, on uh, on the human, on the natural, on the supernatural levels. You know, there are all these sources of uh, of help. Um, and so seek those things out, and especially even some of this healing that came about using, you know, some of the things that are really more up your alley, Marianne, you know, the, the, how she learned to um, sort of retrain her retrain brain. Retrain her brain, and, yeah. uh, and, mm-hmm. and that, that's, that, mm-hmm. that's possible, you know, mm-hmm. not just about this kind of things, but about, sure, about other sure. things as well. Um, and so, um, so just I think that it was just great to have shared all that, um, that, that detail um it's very understandable that um this person will want to share this with others i mean we you know the good sure. news does we are we do feel like we want to share what god has has done done f- for us um and but i i think i would caution her to be prudent about how she does it because she's a married woman mm-hmm. um and so her vocation uh is you know, to holy matrimony and to those commitments that she has made to her husband, mm-hmm. uh, really to put his interests, especially his, um, you know, eternal salvation, <laughs> um, 
always ahead of her, always first in mm-hmm. her life. That, that's what her vocation is right now. And that's what the sacrament of, uh, of holy matrimony has given her the grace to be able to do. Um, I think in sharing maybe some of the information from what she said that her husband is not aware of, if she were to do this you know, publicly mm-hmm. um, or to tell him before she did that, which I would hope you know she would do if she were going to do that. But I mean, can't you, can't actually counseling caution about that, right? Um, I don't know if there's a always necessarily the right answer about this, but um, to really weigh the the damage and the hurt that might be inflicted uh, on her husband to to share you know, some of these things in a public way, mm-hmm. because that's her first commitment is to, is to him mm-hmm. and what's best for him. Um, and I think sometimes um, we have to decide to maybe carry a burden uh, ourselves rather than to hurt someone else, mm-hmm. you know, especially in a relationship uh, like, of, of marriage. Um, that doesn't mean, though, that our our listener, our, our the one questioner who wrote in, cannot sh- cannot share what God has done with her with others. Maybe it needs to be done in a more you know personal or one on one you know sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and maybe not all the details um, because that's really very often I think the way that God works most powerfully in these sorts of things is through that sort of what I might call like the apostolate of friendship, yeah, sure. you know, yeah. where we, um, you know, as God open, let, let God decide who needs to hear this rather than sort of maybe deciding on your own. Maybe God will bring people to you mm-hmm. who need, he knows the situation. He knows the, and, and it's very strange how often I think that, you know, that would happen. So just have that trust and confidence and God, as you try to say, okay, God, I'm going to try to really do this entirely your way, you know. And in this case, I want to – maybe there's some things, as she said, I, I did some things that were harmful to my marriage. Well, I want to completely honor my marriage and my husband going forward because that's God's way. Mm-hmm. That is God's mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would urge that sort of uh, reflection on this and, and just realize then God will use this. You know, maybe not in the way that you anticipate or the way that you would uh, right off the bat, but but um, but just actually also just the witness of your own life. I'm sure that people who know you or that you're around can see that something has changed in your life. You know, mm-hmm. they may not know, and there's maybe no reason for them to know uh, the details of a pornography struggle or this sort of thing, but they can see that you have been set free of something, that you are living a new life in Jesus Christ. And that's what's, that's what's important, you know. And then maybe somebody might ask or somebody might share with you what their struggle is. Because actually, that what, what God did for you about pornography, um, he, may, he, he can do for other people about other things, you know, maybe about, you know, an alcohol problem or maybe about anger you know, issues, or maybe about depression, or all kinds of other things uh, that that God is, and 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 so maybe the the specific details of your experience aren't 
necessary to share to share the good news of what God has done for you and might be a way to honor and protect your marriage and your husband. Good words, Father. Um, and I, you know, I always get these insights when you're talking. <laughs> well, that's why I like having you go first. It's easier <laughs> oh, on me. Oh, that's why you threw yeah, the ball. Thank you. Okay, that's okay. why I do that. I was I, wondering I why I always to... got the. <laughs> you can always toss them back and say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> "I've never allowed you that before, have I?" Um, so, as you were talking, I was thinking. You know, the world is so. Um, it it encourages so much transparency so often now in ways that aren't always necessarily the best. Sometimes people say things that just give too much information that's really not necessary to give. Um, just in the just because I am wearing my um, my past on my sleeve and everybody needs to know about it. Well. Um, that's not necessarily true, and and not everybody really wants to know everything about everyone. So I think discretion in all of those things is vital. And you talked about the marriage being the primary um, vocation in in this person's life. And um, while maybe God is calling her in some way to use this, because I think a female pornography addiction is not discussed enough. We tend to always think about this as a male thing, and oftentimes the women are suffering in the shadows because there's too much humiliation to bring this forward or talk about that's a dirty thing. And, I mean, we don't want to appear dirty or, you know, um, but it's a real suffering for so many women. So I can really understand your desire to help others. And and as part of any 12-step program, of course, once you've come to this point where you are really um, feeling set free, it's a natural part to want to help others in that process. How to do that, though, is, again, crucially important to your marriage and I was thinking as Father was talking that um, while you don't say here how exactly the pornography has impacted your life and your marriage and that your husband doesn't know about it, you don't give us those specifics here. But I can tell you as a therapist, oftentimes pornography leads to other things. It leads to different, darker types of things. It may lead to affairs. It may lead to all kinds of swinging kinds of things. That's a sad reality. And I don't know where you went with this, but if, and and it's not necessarily, and I think Father was, was talking about this, is not always does everyone have to tell everything. We're can make the assumption that if you have been brought back to the sacraments and you have confessed this, that God has forgiven you, um, people, there, there is the belief on one side that you have to tell everything to your spouse and, and put it all out there. There's the belief on the other side that doing so is is easing your emotional burden and it's dumping it on your spouse. And that's where you have to look at that. Is there any good to come from that when God has been, has forgiven you long ago and this is decades in the past? Um, is there any good to come from that? 
even if you're wanting to share that with other women or other people in general, do you necessarily have to bring that part in? Can you talk with your husband about some of the impacts that pornography has brought in to your life and your marriage and and just have this discussion, initiate a discussion without necessarily opening it up to everything because of the added burden that it might give to your husband. I don't know. I'm throwing this out there as possibilities. Well, you know, St. Paul tells us uh, to say only those things that are really going to help other people. Right. So that's the thing. Not only is the... does the information, of course, have to be true, but is it also helpful? helpful. And and that's another uh, sort of another question to ask. Yeah, yeah. And I, while I think it, again, I don't want to make assumptions about how this impacted your life or it impacted your marriage. That's not the question here. The question is um, t- just initiating some sort of conversation with your husband about years gone by if you feel that this is something God is calling you to 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 discuss with other women uh, the potentials for um, or or maybe that you did have these images that you carried with you for many many years i think that's important and people need to understand what can happen to someone in their life because of a, a pornography addiction but is it necessary? Do you have to give it all? Is that just too yeah. much information? Because just mainly your your husband's interests have to come first. That's right. That's right. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that helps. And thank you so much for that question. You're listening to Abiding in Hope, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Marianne Jepson, clinical counselor and Catholic therapist in Columbus, Ohio. And I'm Father John Sims Baker, the pastor of... St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It's so nice to have this connection with Murfreesboro. It's a great thing. So, Father, we have another question here. And, um, you know, I think in a certain sense, maybe this question is quite um, in some ways associated with this other mm-hmm. the past question, even though we really didn't talk about the evil of pornography and the ways that Satan tries to get into our lives. Certainly, pornography is a uh, a, a huge door that it, you know Satan uses to get into our lives. So here's the this next question. I have a hard time wrapping my mind around Satan or the devil being real. I know terrible evils happen in life, but I cannot connect them to this being that the church and the Bible call the devil. I'm part of a woman's Bible study, and Satan often comes up in the conversation, but I just shut down when the topic is mentioned. Any insights? Thank you. So you're pitching it to me? I'm giving it to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, That one's yours for okay. sure. <laughs> well, I, I think the um, the the listen the questioner says here, I know terrible evils happen in life. And that's certainly true. Um but if we're really gonna call them evil in the moral sense of the word, uh, then there has to be an agent. There's no such thing. I mean, there are, you know, uh, sort of natural evils that we speak of, sort of 
you know, catastrophes and disasters and things like this that happen that don't necessarily have a personal agent to them. But they are not necessarily moral evils, you know. Um, for something to be, you know, a, a moral evil, it has to be have a, a personal mm-hmm. agent responsible for it. You know, we, we sometimes, people sometimes will talk of, evil or sin in the abstract. And all moral evil and sin uh, actually has to have a, a a person behind it, someone who is making a moral choice, you know? And so, and, I mean, and I can really understand this uh, question. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, I can, I can understand, because I've known other people who have, have this same sort of difficulty in getting the idea of of, of a personalized, mm-hmm. you know, source of evil, mm-hmm. uh, the devil or, or Satan, um, and and that of course you know not that's not the only source of evil. Sometimes we have to be careful of not blaming everything on the devil. You know, mm-hmm. there's also <laughs> the world and the flesh that are sources of of temptation. You know, we do plenty of evil ourselves, um, but uh, if we look at What's revealed to us in Scripture, uh, in you know, in the beginning of um, uh, the book of, of Genesis, that you know, sin came into the world um, through Adam and Eve succumbing to the temptation of the devil to disobey God, and it and it's portrayed very much as a personal act. You know, mm-hmm. the, the devil rebelling against God and leading. Um, Adam and Eve into that rebellion, you know, and we t- in the Book of Revelation, of course, that that primal rebellion of 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 Satan, who was an angelic being, uh, and being cast out of of heaven, w- along with the other angelic beings that 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 followed him in that in that uh, rebellion, that rejection of of God's will. And so that is the source of, because evil has to have, moral evil has to have some source, because, of course, everything that God made is good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so without a, a, a personal moral agent choosing uh, evil, mm-hmm. choosing to disobey God, uh, cho- choosing actually, you know, <laughs> His own will over God's will, saying, "I will not serve." Non serviam. Um, there really isn't such a thing as moral evil, um, and and so this is a, um, a. I think it's certainly compatible with reason, and I encourage you to to uh, maybe think about it more, but maybe also just submit your your understanding to what God has revealed to us. This is a part of revelation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you believe in the the sacred scriptures as divine revelation, which of course the church tells us they are, uh, the devil's all over the place. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and um, um, we we believe it. We can believe it, even if we have a hard time understanding it, because Jesus teaches this to us, reveals this to us. He who can neither deceive nor be deceived. Yeah. Good and point. so sometimes yeah. when we struggle with that sort of thing, we have to just submit our understanding given us our give our assent based on our faith in him mm-hmm. and i i think um sometimes people in this question she wrote i know terrible evils happen in this life 
And that almost sounds like it's an external thing that's not it's it's happening yeah it's kind of passive it's 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 yeah it's not a personal there's not a personal culpability Mm. in that so some people might even think that natural catastrophes hurricanes or things are are horrible terrible evils that happen in this life or things but there's there's not a person attached to that that has made a choice that has chosen to defy god Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah those I, natural I, evils. Although it, it seems that e- to somehow or another, even some sort of the, some of the disruptions of in the created order resulted from the fall. Actually, in some, okay, it says sure, all so. creation groans as it awaits the redemption. Again, there's sort of a mystery there to that. Sure. But 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 when we're talking about you know personal moral acts, yes, they they the. Uh, you know, sin, as we would call it, it has to have a personal agent. Right. And the origin of that is in this person we call the devil or and Satan. And to surrender your your will to the will of Christ to help more clearly understand this. Father, we're just about at the end of another show. My goodness, if the time flies. I, I wanted to add um, a couple um, resources for that first question about um, pornography addiction and the resources I forgot to mention that would be helpful to anyone. Of course, good Catholic counseling is is vital to help you through that. There are some online resources such as Integrity Restored um, and Fight the New Drug. There's also locally in um, the Columbus Diocese, there's the Casta Society, which I would recommend that if whatever diocese you are in and listening to this, check into the Casta Society and find out what's happening here in Columbus about that, because it's a great thing. And there's also 12 Steps groups such as Sexaholics Anonymous. They are all very helpful. And um, you need, you cannot do this alone to get out of it. You need help. So um, the Sacrament of Reconciliation, talk with your priest and um, utilize these resources that are available. Father, could you send us out with a blessing, please? Certainly. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It's been a pleasure to have you with us today. Thanks so much to Father John Sims Baker. And um, stay with us and send your questions to abidinginhope.com. Until next time, God bless you. <laughs> 